Several listeners have sent me emails this week about backyard birds. John Sigworth writes from Wisconsin, I have listened to your For the Bird show on WXPR for many years. We own a cabin in northern Wisconsin in Vilas County, and for years we have observed Canada jays primarily during the fall and winter months. They would frequently visit our suet feeders and would even take small slices of fruit and nut breads that we'd place on the deck railing. They sure were fun birds to watch. Over the last few years, these birds seem to have disappeared. In fact, I'd say it's been at least five years since our last sighting of a Canada jay. Our fellow birding friends have also not observed these birds over this period of time. I'm wondering if our lack of sightings is consistent with other birders, or maybe we're just missing them. I also wondered whether or not climate change might be contributing to what we're experiencing with these birds. John's question is a great one with a very depressing answer. The harmful effects of climate change are gradual for most birds. As insect populations change and as birches and other trees and plants adapted for very cold weather die off and are replaced little by little by plants better adapted to warmer weather, the changing food composition and habitat help some birds and hurt others. Canada jays are one species that is hurt more directly by changing temperatures. These birds start breeding in mid to late winter, relying on food that the pairs cached from late fall through winter, including a lot of meat. The bird's saliva has some preservative value, but during warm spells when the jays' stores of meat thaw, they start spoiling in a process scientists call hoard rot. Anyone who has gone on a trip and come home to a freezer full of rotten food after a power outage knows how bad this can be. Even a fairly short warm spell with temperatures in the upper 30s can start the process, and the more warm days we have after that, the faster and worse the spoilage becomes. Christmas bird count data show the population in Wisconsin significantly declining since about 1990. It's heartbreaking. After several days of serious below zero temperatures, I got an email from John Latimer, KAXE's naturalist extraordinaire, asking, Laura, we put out a water bowl for the birds this past week, and so far the only bird I've seen use it has been a female pine grosbeak. Where do the blue jays and chickadees, nuthatches, and woodpeckers get their water in the winter? Well, birds are much better at conserving water than mammals, so they don't need as much water as we do in winter. Birds don't exhale much water at all. That's why it's so hard to see any ice buildup on the feathers surrounding their nostrils. Of course, they do need some water, but they mainly get that from snow or dripping icicles. On the coldest days, birds need calories as fuel much more than water. When temps are a bit milder, they spend more time exploring to ensure that they'll have good sources of food during the next cold spell, and that's when they are most likely to first notice new water sources. 
My friend Kathleen Priest wrote, I so loved your mention of Pine Grosbeaks this morning on KAXE. For the first time in my bird feeding endeavors, I have a flock of those beautiful birds coming regularly. It was kind of a mistake. I had an old garbage pail that I'd turned upside down to get rid of the snow that had accumulated in it. I happened to sprinkle a few seeds on it and soon noticed a grosbeak. The rest is history. Each morning, a flock of around 35 grosbeaks fly back and forth from a large aspen most of the morning. I answered that it's funny how a garbage pail bottom looks pretty much like a platform feeder. Some birds with decided preferences for flat platform feeders will go to other feeders if that's the best they can do, but both pine and evening grosbeaks and some cardinals much prefer flat feeders. Our species is doing plenty to hurt birds. It's important for us as individuals to do what we can to reduce our impact on climate change, but it's also nice to know that we can do some specific things that will directly help the individual birds that give us so much pleasure. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.